welcome to module four episode one photography what's the big deal why are photos so important in blogging like seriously like what why can't i just type in something so photos break up the text in your blog post think about it when you see something like that like has like just like a whole like paragraphs and paragraphs is not broken up or formatted well just like that's a lot to read but when there's a bunch of beautiful pictures in between these paragraphs then it's going to make it a lot more appealing to read so you have to break up your text in your blog post with photos and i know all of you are like saying i am not good at taking pictures though well actually there's a website called unsplash it's kind of a little overused so but honestly like you can find some really great photos and so you can just type in flowers and you can get a bunch of beautiful images here we go here's a beautiful bouquet of roses great and you can use these and you can just get a bunch of flower pictures and flower stuff and you can use it for and like for valentine's day and there's like there's like you can type in like so many any category on the top of your head just type it into unsplash and i'm pretty sure they're gonna have something and they have so many like they have one in like a farmhousey kind of kitchen looks really neat there's so many options and yes they are kind of a little overused because everyone knows about this website pretty much but still they're a great start they're beautiful and you can like use them for anything on your blog you do have to kind of credit them it's not required but it's like appreciated and so like often i will if i use it as like my feature image because if i get lazy and just I'm like oh we'll just go down splash and use one or if it's like rainy and I can't go take a picture or nothing interesting or blah, 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 blah. <laughs> but yeah, there's so many beautiful ones. So if you're not good at taking photos and that's not something you want to work on right now, go to Unsplash, use some photos from Unsplash. Like there's so many, you could probably find some that even like color coordinate and stuff. So free photo sites, just like I was saying, Unsplash. They're awesome, but I feel like when you get a little bit more professional, like, I don't use them a ton-ton because I like to take my own pictures and I have a camera to do that. And also because I see them all over the internet and I'm like, I don't want to be so generic. So I do like using my own photos, but sometimes when I'm in a pinch, I'm just like, you know what, we need to use on Splash. So, yeah, I use Unsplash, you can use Unsplash, especially when you're first starting. Don't ever post a half-good photo anywhere on Instagram, on Facebook. Don't post a half-good photo because, seriously, even if the background's a little off, you know when something doesn't look right. You just know it. And you kind of have to be honest with yourself. Like, I don't like being honest with myself like this. I'm like, oh, it looks okay. Like, nobody will notice. But people do. That's the ones they notice the most. Like, seriously, guys. So, don't ever post a half-good photo. Even if it means waiting another day to get that post up. Just don't do it.
Welcome to Module 4, Episode 2. Does the type of camera matter? I get this question all the time. Like, is using an iPhone okay? Or do I need, like, a DSLR? Like, what should I be doing? Like, does the type of camera matter? So you've decided you want to take your own pictures. So can I just use my iPhone? Can I use my phone? Can I use... Do I need to use a professional camera? The answer is no. You don't have to do anything. I mean, you don't have to do anything, but you don't have to use a DSLR. I used a phone, an iPhone 6, for a very long time. And to be honest, it actually worked okay. Um, I could have styled the photos a lot better and stuff. But if you're really looking into getting into, like like photography as like a big deal with your vlog which I mean I think it should be because I do a lot of photography and I love it and if you hate it then that's okay you can just use like the free photo websites and stuff like we mentioned in the last episode so using an iPhone is okay definitely at first but if you're looking to really grow and expand your blog then I would recommend eventually getting a DSLR um and honestly, another a different Canon, like an entry-level camera, is okay too. And it, it doesn't really matter what type of camera you have as long as you know how to take pictures with it. Because if you don't know how to use a DSLR, then it's going to be no good to you. It's going to be no better, maybe even worse than a phone. So make sure you know how to use it if you're going to buy something. And I mean, obviously, you can't know how to use it without buying it. But if you do buy one learn how to use it and that's something that's kind of hard for me because I just I like to figure things out I don't like to be taught I like to just figure it out myself and so that's kind of hard for me but I did take a few like camera courses and now I know so much more about my DSLR and I can really enjoy using it a lot more instead of like oh I how I can't turn it on manual I'm just not going to do that because I just can't figure it out and so yeah so another question is what should I invest in first like you see all these people i've got all of these lights and these like tripods and all of these things and you're just like whoa like what do i need so i'd start if you're gonna get into photography i'd start with a camera and a tripod because those are the most important things you can always go near a window to get the natural light and the beautiful lighting but eventually as you grow i'd recommend getting a few softbox lights or even like the circle one and if vlogging is something you're ever interested in, interested in, the vlogging lights, like the video lights, actually work for photography too. But I don't think the photography lights work for video. So I get the video lights or like, I know they have like interchangeable ones. I get the interchangeable ones because if you ever decide to do vlogging, then you don't have to buy and store like 20 lights. So try to get interchangeable ones even if they are a little bit more expensive and I am hoping to get some lights soon for my product photography and things but I just make sure I shoot when it's like a sunny day out and stuff um and I actually don't take pictures outside I used to but now I don't really just because it's it can kind of be a wreck havoc mess sometimes I feel like so I do take most of my product photography inside, um, and to me, it looks alright. I mean, maybe it could be a little bit brighter, but that's kind of the feel for my brand right now. It's not super, like, 
bright, like bright, 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 bright. Um, and so, yeah, and it seems to be doing all right with the photography. And yeah, I probably could improve it with the lights, but I have like learned enough about photography that I can kind of manage without the lights. So just keep that in mind. And yeah, I think I would invest in a camera and a tripod first because a tripod is just so helpful and so nice, especially if you're doing like a photo shoot with yourself because you don't have anyone to do a photo shoot with. Um, a tripod can be really handy and try instead of trying to find a branch to set your thousand dollar camera on. So get a tripod. They're not that expensive. Walmart has them for like 16 bucks, I think. And it doesn't have to be like the latest, newest one that can do it. And like the one I have... I just got it from Walmart. I think it was like only like 16 bucks and it can like, it can have like a phone. You can use like your phone. So I can use like a phone and I can put the phone in there. I can take pictures with that, with a tripod. It's really nice. It has like a attachment for a phone and it obviously has my camera thing and it was really easy to figure out. I figured it out on myself um, because that's just how I work. I, I don't like reading instructions. So I just figure things out myself. And I think that's okay. But anyway, camera and tripod first. And then you can work on getting lights and stuff later. Welcome to module four, episode three. How many pictures per post? So remember, I think back in the first module, we talked about photos are in your post, unless it's like a photography like showcase post. But if you're having a lot of text in your post, then the photos are there to break up that text. So you're probably going to need a photo at least every one to two paragraphs so people don't get like bored. So that can vary depending on how long your text is. So it really depends. Um, there's not like a set number of photos. I always try to do at least 10, but sometimes my text is really short and I'll only need five or six or sometimes it just won't make sense to put 10 it'll look like i'm trying to overcrowd it and so i'd say at least and you know the indentation of the paragraphs i'd put one at least every indentation or if you're kind of running short in photos i know this happens to me a lot because i like i like to talk um in my blog posts and i can sometimes ramble a little bit but I like to just put it, if I'm running out of photos, I'll just put it like every two paragraphs or if the paragraphs are shorter. And so different types of posts are going to require different amounts and different types of photos. So obviously, if it's a tutorial, you might need to use more photos because you're giving really in-depth and good descriptions of how to make the item. And a photography post, like a photography showcase, is gonna you should probably have quite a few photos there maybe at least 30 or 40 that way the people don't get bored and say i don't want to read a five photo post and then with like a text post whether it be like just like an formative post like i know a lot of people will do like chat with coffee chat over coffee stuff like that um kind of something like that like where there's a lot of text you can kind of just use some aesthetic photos to break it up and so spring is a really good time because everything's blooming, it's beautiful, but what to do in the dead of winter, like, ugh, and that can be really hard. So I know I've talked about this a million times and I'm probably going to mention it a million times more, but there are free photo websites that you can use 
and especially if you're looking for something that you couldn't take a picture of like a mountain because I don't live near mountains or like a beach and I don't live near a beach either I kind of live in the country maybe if someone wants a country photo I could put it on splash <laughs> but so just keep those things in mind it's okay to use the free photo websites and breaking up your text is the most important thing that you're gonna do with photos I mean that isn't to say photos aren't important as we've already seen they're super important but the text is the main reason typically that the read that the reader is there so just keep that in mind and that doesn't mean your photos have to be like all neutral or anything like that but you have to keep the text the main focus unless it's like a photography showcase post if that makes any sense <laughs> Welcome to module four, episode four. Why do photo backdrops make a difference? Backdrops do make a difference, guys, seriously. Um, and so I'm actually, I actually have the links to these photos, but you can see a photo that I took recently versus photos that I've taken. I kind of made like a little gallery and the backdrops, as you can see, do matter. And so when in doubt, just go with white because backdrops do make a difference. They could mess up your entire, like, if you have perfect text and your images are lacking and they just don't look good. But if you're trying to showcase something, whether it be a book or something, the safest bet is to go with, like, a white sheet or actually use my pillowcase sometimes because it's white um but that's the safest bet go with a white sheet when in doubt because I cannot tell you how many times I've taken a picture and it could have been so much better had I just used a white background and the thing I really like about a white sheet is that it's not the focus of the item because the item needs to be the focus of the picture, not the backdrop. Like, you have this really flowery craft paper backdrop. Then no one's even going to see the item. It's just going to look like another little thing on the craft paper. And you don't want that. You want your item to stick out. And so, using a white sheet, I feel like, it, especially if it's kind of, like, rumpled a little bit, because then it'll kind of bring in some, like, shadowiness and stuff. Um, And I've taken so many pictures with my white sheet um because it's just so easy it's kind of like you can put anything on it it'll still look okay um and kind of just the feel of it looks kind of professional I think so I, I like doing that but I know people who can get it with amazing backdrops but that that just isn't me so usually I'll use a white backdrop or like if I'm taking photos from my Etsy shop or something that I'll use like a styled backdrop but most of the time I just use a white backdrop because I like white, it's simple, it's easy, and it matches everything and anything. Welcome to module four, episode five. What's the deal with featured images? So do you need a featured image? Yes, you do. And so there's a few different types of feature images that you can use. And that kind of leads on to the next question, what type of featured image should I use? So I used to use, um, I used to use like one with text all over it, but I decided not to do that anymore. I just decided to use the picture and because it already kind of has like the, um, 
the title on top of it. So if it didn't have the title, then I definitely have something written on it. But I kind of think it looks a little cleaner like that for me. But I'm going to show you another blog where I think it looks a lot better for her to have like text on her pictures. And so her blog is thefarmgirlslife.wordpress.com. And she has her pictures, but she kind of blurs them. She adjusts the focus, which is a really easy thing to edit. And then she writes on them and they look so pretty. And for some reason, I mean, I'm sure I could if I tried, but I just can't do that. I just just doesn't look good when I put text on it. And so I just decided kind of recently, actually, just to leave the photos, the photos. And so I think that works better for me. So it's kind of going to take some experimenting just to see what works for you. And so text or no text. So I don't use text, like I said, but I know so many people that do and don't use text, but it doesn't really matter as long as it looks clean and aesthetic on your blog. Um, and I mean, occasionally people will share the featured images like on Pinterest and stuff, but I, I don't know. I just don't, I just can't design it. It just doesn't look good when I do it. I mean, I'm sure I could probably hire like a pro professional graphic designer or something to do that for me. But I post pretty often, and so that would be a lot for that designer. Um, and I'm also kind of picky about how things look, so I think I think that I've got it covered. But another thing is to make sure the featured image itself is relevant, because if you're if you've got this gorgeous featured image of like a flower or something, and you're talking all about how to train your dog, I almost said how to train your dragon. Sorry. Um, but you need to have like a dog picture, like a dog toy or something, because it's not going to make any sense. They're going to think the post is like about flowers. One thing that you can kind of like skimp on, I feel like, is if you're doing like a devotional post or like a motivational post of some sort, then you can kind of, you can use like a flower or something. It doesn't have to be like a cross or like, I don't know, something like that. So you can kind of use flowers for like basically like general topics. Or you could kind of combine the text with recent photography, but make sure the featured image is revel relevant to the rest of the post and also the post's topic. And those are pretty much all of my tips for photography for this module. If you have any more questions, I'd love to hear them. And if there's a lot of questions, maybe I'll even make this into more episodes in this module. So, bye for now.